Hello to all you Eagles fans out there. This episode 45 of the Missing Link Podcast. Your connection to the Eagles through the eyes of a fan. Today, we're talking about that loss to Seattle on Monday and this three-game losing streak we find ourselves in, and we're going to preview the New York Giants. Okay, that was gross. (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) Three-game losing streak. Eagles lose this Seahawks. Sky's falling, right? Oh, man, it sure as hell feels like it. All right, let's talk about this Seattle game. So coming into the game, I felt pretty good. I mean, the vibes were really weird, as I mentioned in the last podcast, between the defensive coordinator change with Patricia to injuries to the sickness with Hertz. And look, credit to Hertz, he played. Did he play well? I mean, I think that's up for debate. He seemed a little more spry than he normally did on some of those runs. The opening drive was fantastic. We get the ball, we head down, beautiful play, throw in the middle of the field, using all your weapons. Hertz runs in for a touchdown. Life is good. Life is real good. And then we came down and we had another opportunity in the red zone where Jason Kelsey got called for a false start. He basically took the ball, moved it forward. He mentioned that, at least in the past, he's been warned about it. So he moved the ball about a half yard forward. So they called him for that false start. Seems like no matter what we do on those plays, whether it's the Bradley shove or you know whether it's red zone or goal line or whatever, they're always looking for something to really throw a flag on. Now, this was moving the ball forward. It was pretty obvious on the broadcast once you were looking for it, but still annoying nonetheless. That turned a 14-point lead into a 10-point lead with a field goal that came after that. Seahawks come out, and the second half, they run right down the field, score, running the ball all over the place, and I think that really just changed the dynamic of this game. The Eagles came back down and responded well, scored a touchdown of their own. The game was on. game was well in hand. Their offense wasn't doing much with the ball at all. It all came down to the final eight minutes of the fourth quarter where we had the ball. We had some opportunities to potentially close this game out. Hertz throws the ball deep to Quez Watkins. He gets absolutely just manhandled in the route. Doesn't, I mean, he doesn't even look like a football player. He just gets pushed around off the route, didn't even touch the guy on the way down, gets intercepted, gets bullied for the ball. And you got to question at this point why we're throwing the ball down to him anyway. But situationally speaking, we did not need this shot play while we were growing down the field, feeling pretty good, trying to run the clock out. No need to throw that down the field. But we did. It got intercepted. Okay. Defense gets the ball right back. Here we are. We're heading down. And, We weren't able to close it out. I mean, we had an opportunity with about five minutes to go to keep running the clock out. Again, we keep taking these shots down the field instead of just gaining the six yards or five yards that we really needed. Hurston was not really seeing the field too well by the looks of things. Then the Seahawks get the ball back with two minutes to go. And it was a minute 32, I think. But Drew Locke hadn't done shit the entire game. And of course, 92 yards to go. James Bradbury gets picked on. He gave up every catch in the drive. I mean, he's cooked. You could just tell. I mean... Didn't matter who he covered, didn't matter where he was. Between DK Metcalf just doing whatever he wanted on the routes, Bradbury had an interception in his hands, and DK still caught the ball one-handed, to the final play where the rookie went right down the sideline and blew right by Bradbury with no safety help whatsoever, gives up that play. Just with that without Slay, and Bradbury being that guy who's following around and staying on one side of the field, or didn't matter who was on him, didn't matter what it was, he's not getting enough depth, he's not really turning his hips and running, he can't press, he's cooked. It's not good. 
not good. So we, defense gives up a 92-yard touchdown drive after playing pretty well, I would say, for the majority of the game, even if it was against a backup quarterback. I mean, that's what really hurts the most is you give up that touchdown to a backup QB with an offense that's missing starters to a defense on their side that was missing some of their best players. It's just it's it's just a heartbreaking loss. Then the Eagles get the ball back. They're driving down the field. There's an opportunity there for us to potentially score, you know, kick that field goal going to overtime. Hurts drops back, throws one to A.J. Brown into double coverage, gets intercepted again. I don't think his foot was down, by the way. I mean, the the way I didn't see any pellets come up it seemed to me like the foot didn't necessarily touch. I mean, it didn't matter. There was like five seconds left, but that's neither here nor there. So Hurts throws up another interception. So that's two fourth quarter interceptions, which, again, if we're talking about the offense, which has not played up to its potential so far in the last couple of weeks. How can you do that? How can you throw two interceptions in the fourth quarter when you're leading? It's just going to lead to disaster. You have to be able to throw these balls. Calls for it, okay, like take the deep shot. But if you only need 12 yards, for example, in that last field goal to potentially use your Pro Bowl kicker to go into the overtime, go for the 12 yards, all right? You don't need to go for 30 and throwing it down the field. Just a frustrating all-around game. And I think now we're in a place where four weeks ago we were all static, right? Beat the Bills in overtime. Everyone's happy. Chiefs and Bills back to back. Cowboys before that. Life was good. Now we're taking L's. You know, you got San Francisco, not a competitive game. Cowboys, not a competitive game. Now we have a competitive game, but it's against a team that is really one-handed. And they beat us. And so we're now sitting here at three straight losses. San Francisco at three straight losses. The Cowboys have lost games to, you know, the Bills. They got crushed and they lost to the Cardinals. So everyone goes through their lumps. But this just feels bad. You're in a December time frame where... You're hoping that the team will be playing at their best. They're not. Now, what I will caution is we're just staring at this from the last three weeks. Let's say they turn it around, have a really great week this week against the Giants, who is not a very talented team. In fact, one of the worst teams in the league. We turn it around, score well, look good on offense. Defense starts coming into our own. Vontae Maddox may be coming out on the slot. You know, we get healthier with Slay. I mean, we could be pretty dangerous. Now, I think the biggest issue here is all of us coming into... This year, we're anticipating a Super Bowl, and I think that's a fair expectation for a team that returned the majority of their talent and went to the Super Bowl last year. But here's the thing, man. I mean, I feel like we're a little like freed up here. We're a little unshackled from those expectations. I mean, the vibes are down. We lost three straight games. Can't reasonably expect us to get that number one seed. So if we get the two seed, great. Start winning games. We're going to have to go to San Francisco. Does anyone think we're going to win that game today? Exactly. So we have some expectations, but they're not nearly as high as they might have been. And so I think that kind of frees me up. I mean, I'm certainly going to be watching the game, certainly excited. The season's still in front of them to get that two seed and potentially be win a home playoff game or two, go to San Francisco, see what happens. But there's plenty of time here to fix this. It's just a matter of taking it one step at a time. I think they realize that, again, they're not elite, at least not the last three weeks. They got to really stick with the fundamentals. They can't just be beating a team like the Seahawks just because they're the Eagles. So I'm hoping that whether it's from coaching, whether it's from the individual players, a game can really help turn this stuff around. How we won that game in Seattle, I think we might have had, you know, oh, that was close and, you know, oh, barely beat them or whatever, but a win's a win. There would have been a lot of good ways to spin that. So we got the Giants twice, Cardinals coming up here. We get to beat up on John Gannon again uh, in Arizona. We get to take on a divisional rival who most divisional games are close, but we have really had the Giants number. Last year, we beat them three times, if you recall. Hopefully, we can uh, get right with these teams. They're not talented. You've got DeVito on the Giants side, and that's been a nice story. And, you know, Saquon Barkley, who's a great running back, but guys, their defense is terrible. It's awful. Their offensive line is, is makeshift. Uh, this Our defensive line really should be eaten. If we don't get at least four sacks on Christmas Day, I'd be really disappointed. The defense, I think it's a great game to get right against. They've got one offensive player who can really challenge. Not great on the outside. Their wide receivers are pretty terrible. They're tight end with Waller. He's coming back off injury. This is definitely a team that we can take advantage of. And then on our offense, when we're playing against their defense, they should not be able to stop us at all. So whether it's running, passing, they're 31st in the league in almost every category. 
this is the time to get right. So I'm relying on Hertz's leadership. I'm relying on Sirianni to get this together. I think beating up on weaker teams, teams that are not San Francisco and the Cowboys, and even the Seahawks we've had trouble with, and they're traditionally pretty good in Seattle. So not discounting it. Three-game losing streak sucks. It is not fun. Definitely not great to be an Eagles fan right now, but at the end of the day, we're 10 and 4. So the season's not over. Plenty to look forward to. Again, I'm removing that expectation of going to the Super Bowl. I just, I think that's why I'm getting so high and so low about it. If we go to the Super Bowl, I'll be elated, obviously. And we beat San Francisco in San Francisco. I mean, that'd be pretty poetic. But we can't control that part. What we can control is getting the two seed, getting a home game or two, winning those games, getting momentum. And who knows? Who knows we'll, how we'll be feeling about this team in a few weeks. So bring on the Giants. I mean, I think we're going to crush them. I think it's going to be like 31, 17, somewhere in that range. Again, just not a talented team, and they don't really have much to play for. They're thirsting quarterback while a nice story. I think that kind of came back down to earth last week. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday weekend with their loved ones and their families. We get the Eagles on Christmas Day, which is pretty cool. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Missing Link Podcast. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe on the platform that you're listening to this on, it would be greatly appreciated. Go Birds! Go Birds!